And welcome to the Splitting Hairs podcast. Uh, this is me, Matt Tollefson, uh, the, the author, the founder of Jackrabbit Illustrated. Uh, we're, coming to, we're coming to you the day after signing day uh, for the for this 2021 class of future Jackrabbits. Uh, super exciting day. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky to be joined today by the SDSU football recruiting coordinator, Zach Lujan. Uh, Zach has been on... Uh, you know, the staff for a few years now, um, became the recruiting coordinator this past year, uh, obviously a, f- a former quarterback here at, at state. Uh, so we're just really excited to, to have him with us today to kind of break down the class. We asked for some questions, uh, about the, about the class, about recruiting in general, about this class specifically. Uh, and we're going to kind of go through it. So Zach, how are you today? I'm doing terrific. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, no, thank you for being here and for, uh, giving Jackrabbit Illustrated the the access and uh, the the good content that we can bring uh, to Jackrabbit fans. No question. So, you know, don't want to keep you uh, too long. And, you know, we have 30, 30 athletes to talk about today. So uh, let's kind of just jump right in. And, you know, you being the quarterback coach, uh, we're going to start with the offense. You know, got to put up those points. Have to. And uh, let's talk right away about Cade Rice, your quarterback commit. Yeah, uh, you know, Cade's from Northmont uh, High School in Ohio. Actually transferred there from his senior year from Greenan, which is a little bit smaller school. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the thing that you realize about him watching his tape is he can literally make all the throws. There's a lot of throws uh, from the opposite hash to the far sideline. So arm strength was never an issue there. And then one of the things that we're big on is going through and tracking every throw and watching game tape. And what, what became apparent after going through you know, six or eight of his games was just how accurate he is. Uh, and then what what was really, you know, I, I guess a little bit more surprising was normally a kid's highlight tape is a lot better than their game film in terms of there's a lot of negative plays and lost yardage plays and sacks or interceptions or whatever it is. And there were some that weren't obviously the best, uh, but there's a ton of plays that didn't make his highlight tape of him escaping the rush, uh, stepping up for a completion of seven instead of a loss of six or whatever the case may be. So a bunch of those negative negative plays were just avoided and, you know, really couldn't be more excited about Cade because of, you know, kind of his leadership and the intangible aspect of it, uh, which I think is a common theme with the rest of the recruiting class as well. Yeah. One thing that, that or two things that I really enjoyed from, from Cade's tape, uh, you know, I, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination uh, we'd call him an elusive quarterback, but he definitely knows how to move in the pocket. Uh and and he can he, he he's he's crafty when he's kind of running as well. Uh, that's something that kind of jumped out to me on the tape a little bit, uh, is because he and the second thing, which is probably the best part about him, right, is he can really chuck the deep ball. No question. I, I love I love how he chucks that pigskin. So especially I'm in the same boat, Matt. You know, being being the quarterback guy and being a little bit of a gunslinger myself, I, I love to be have the ability <laughs> to drive the ball down the field, and a big part of that is the arm talent to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and for those Jackrabbit fans that follow along on the blog, if you follow, um, if you click on his, hi, his huddle link, um, some of those pass catchers that he is throwing to uh, are Big Ten receivers or Big Ten commits. Um, one of the things that I've pointed out while talking about Cade is he's played with a really high level of competition and against a high level of competition. So uh, I think I really like that about him is that, you know, he's going to walk in, there's an adjustment for everyone coming to college. Uh, but the folks that he's been playing with and playing against, I, I feel like he's set up for success there. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. The next group, 
uh, the running back group. What a fun group. I don't know where you want to start with this one, but uh, I think three really, really, really quality backs you're bringing in. No, no doubt. Well, let's start with the vet. Let's go with Jordan Meach in there. Uh, so okay. Jordan is transferring us, transferring to us from Sacred Heart. Uh, you know, there's some common ties there. Our, our, uh, our video quality control coach, CJ Butt, actually was at Sacred Heart before joining our program and kind of stood on the table for him, uh, spoke a lot about his intangibles and, and work ethic and what he brings to the table from that standpoint, which is always, especially with transfer, something, a box that you need to check. But then watching his film, especially when he was healthy, you can see that uh, he, he really fits the role uh, a lot of where Mikey Daniel voided in terms of being a big, strong kid and being able to finish a lot of those runs uh, with the ability. You know, there's there's a couple 80 plus yard runs on there with the ability to hit the home run. So uh, he's going to bring uh, with him and Pierre being the only two seniors, only two upperclassmen, excuse me, in the running back room, uh, bring a lot of leadership and and can't wait to get to work with him as well good and coach johnson mentioned he already has his master's degree already had his master's degree uh, again a very mature individual um so you know he can't he actually had to uh, fought some injury fought through the injury bug a little bit uh had a had a petition to play his sixth year with a with a medical injury but uh got that approved and like i said we can't just can't wait to get him here so uh, yeah, graduated with his bachelor's, obviously has his master's, and he's going to have a lot more uh, education than you and I by the time he's done that. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's let's go down on uh, – let's go with uh, the 5A – Missouri 5A player of the year, Amar Johnson, the running back of the year. Amar is fun to watch. Uh, elusive, electric, dynamic, whatever verbiage you want to use, it, it really fits him. Uh, uh I, same deal. They're kind of talking about Cade Rice. I, I love Amar's game film uh, as much as his highlights because you can see him, you know, making guys miss in the backfield and then turning a negative two-yard play into an eight-yard gain. Well, that might not be a highlight, so to speak, but it negates the negative plays. And, and then I really think that we got to steal with uh, with Amar. You know, he's going to be early enrolling with us. He's going to be joining the program this January. Won't be eligible for the spring season here. Uh, but the thought process is and intention is he took care of everything he needed to do in the classroom so he can make an impact on the field right away and start learning the program uh, as soon as possible here. Yeah, great. He, uh, you know, he was one uh, that, that I, that I all day I was sweating, you know, I was nervous because uh, his, his uh, letter or whatever was the only one, he was the only one on my list that I hadn't checked off yet <laughs> uh, in terms of being in. So what's the story on that? Man? Yeah, so he, him and his family actually just moved to a new home, uh, ran into some printer issues. And then, uh, we're, you know, with this obviously being a monumental moment in his life, he wanted his whole family there. So printer <laughs> issues plus work with his parents equals, you know, a little bit later sign in the normal. But uh, got it all taken care of. Uh, you know, it, it's signed, sealed, and delivered type deal. And like I said, I, I think he has a, a, a special career ahead of him. Good. All right. And then the next person is Brookings. Well, kind of Brookings own Brookings adopted son, maybe. Uh, is it Josh Burai? Josh Burai. Is that yep. how it's? So, okay. Yeah. Josh is, uh, you know, somebody that we've known about for a while. He's he, when he was at Stewartville, he's come to our team camp for, you know, since his freshman year of high school. Uh, and I, I think there's definitely a connection there with why he chose to come to go to Brookings high school, you know, another team camp team that, that attends our camp there. So, so, so some familiarity with both our campus uh, and then obviously the Brookings community. And it was awesome to see 
how he kind of took over the city, you know, in terms of everybody knew his name and uh, obviously he represented himself really well, really well, unbelievable student athlete and, and what he does off the field as well. Um, but I can't tell you how many people I'd have coming up to me at the grocery store or wherever and, and say, Hey, you see that new running back that Brookings got? Yeah. Yeah. We got our eye on him. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, I, I think most people would characterize him as a much more physical, hard nosed, tough runner, which he very much is. Uh, but he's got plenty of athleticism as well. You know, he, he got a, actually a 15 yard penalty for hurdling a guy on way, on way to a touchdown run. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, that, his tape is pretty cool as well because he shows that ability to run over someone and as well as that athleticism to hurdle someone and, and be elusive. Uh, and and I've, I've tweeted this, so this is maybe repetitive for those that follow closely, but I just really like the fact he bet on himself no doubt. Um, and, and, and to earn that Division One offer. Well, you know, with Minnesota football being up in the air this fall and, and not really knowing if they were going to play, you know, he... he like he chose to transfer who for his senior year, like I, I can't imagine that. Uh, and, and it was all, it all worked out. And I think that's really, really cool. De- so. Definitely. And, and what you'll see with him along with a, a few others on the list that we'll get to here uh, is those are the ones who really had special senior years who a, a lot of times, you know, and it's obviously been a unique year. We don't have as many, as many uh, roster spots available and after you know, really the summer. So uh, senior tape was a much bigger part of the process for us this year. And uh, he earned it, like you said. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, go into the wide receiver group. You have quite a few here. Um, you know, uh, let's just start with Stefan right away. Yeah, Stefan, it, it's, he's explosive. He's dynamic. He's uh, a really talented individual. Uh, comes from coach Johnson's home state there in Arkansas. So a, a little bit of a connection there. And then he actually just sent, sent me some basketball highlights not too long ago. Uh, had his first basketball game two nights ago and ended up with 23 points and four dunks. So really dynamic, Jeez. explosive, and, and fun. You know, I think uh, Cade Rice kind of hit it on the head where uh, I get a throw to this guy, you know. And, and yeah, right. <laughs> where he can go up and get it. He can make guys miss. He can uh, take a, a hitch and a six-yard throw and turn it into a 60-yard touchdown pretty quick. So really, really excited about what, what he brings with his versatility to our offense. Yeah. He's someone uh, – Luke Schleisner talked about this last night. Coach Schleisner, who's uh, the new wide receivers coach, was tight ends, uh, passing game coordinator. Anyways, he talked about it last night when he turned on the tape. He's like, yeah, there's no way we're getting this guy. <laughs> uh, and, and you watch Stefan's tape, and it's unbelievable. Uh, but you look at his offers, and it doesn't align. Um, how is he hiding down there in Arkansas? So he, he, he was another, one who, another individual who transferred for his senior year from, uh, from Osceola, Arkansas. And, again, okay. I think a lot of times when, when student-athletes transfer like that, they get lost in the mix. Uh, I think this overall, this was just a strange year in terms of uh, there was a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of hidden gems that got digging up and then a lot like him that were still hiding at the end of the day. So uh, I don't have a great answer for you there. Uh, I know the area he's at in Arkansas isn't heavily recruited, although he did have some pretty good football players on his team as well. Yeah, I, and, and don't get me wrong. I am so glad we got <laughs> Very him. Much so. uh, that he, he's a jacker of it. So I guess I, I shouldn't wonder too much. But, I'm, but uh, yeah, it's just it's pretty curious. Uh, next guy, Tyler Feldkamp. Uh, some fr- Sioux Falls Roosevelt, uh, kind of a do-it-all type of guy. You know, that Roosevelt pipeline that we have established uh, going 
going back quite a ways no now. Uh, what what can you tell us about Tyler? Yeah, Tyler's incredibly dynamic in his own right. Um, he, he's very well put together. You know, works his tail off in the weight room and is really, uh, again, somebody we've known for a long time and has really matured and come into his own the last year and a half or so. Uh, he's really tight with the Kusla brothers up here, and they they gave a strong recommendation of him. Again, the off the field stuff, which for for us is huge, and we can check as many of those boxes as possible. Um, but his film really speaks for himself. You know, last year uh, he was a really good player, obviously highly productive, was still all state, those kind of things, but. What you really saw this year was just the burst in athleticism that was really a testament to his hard work during the quarantine period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the burst in athleticism absolutely stands out. You know, it's like he's just playing at a different speed. Uh, but speaking of that, speed, <laughs> good segue <laughs> there, Matt. Uh, Angel Johnson, the next guy on my list here. Speed, speed, speed. Lightning McQueen, something like that. You know, I think that's his quote there. So, uh, <laughs> Angel, yeah. especially – when you see the field that he's on playing nine man football, he's, he's faster than everybody on the field. And it's not even close. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's somebody that, uh, again, we've had a connection to for a few years and it's, it's actually uh, it kind of everything comes full circle where he was up at a youth camp about 10 years ago or so, where Austin Sumner the wow. at the time actually has a picture with him, you know, and Austin signed a ball for him and, and all that type of stuff. So, uh, one of those kind of everything comes full circle moments. And, and again, why, uh, why I think he's going to be a great fit here, you know, with how dynamic and elusive he is, he's another guy that can take a hitch, take a, take a bubble screen and, and turn it from five to 50 real quick, real quick. Yeah. He, uh, the favorite, one of probably my favorite play from all the highlight tapes is he runs an end yep. around and down the right side and cuts it back across the whole field and I think literally every person on the defense uh, was within an arm's length of him uh, at some point during that run. And he just outraced them all. It's, so. <laughs> no doubt. It's, uh, it's tough to tackle what you can't catch. Yeah. Um, Graham Goring from Iowa City, Iowa City West, from right? Iowa City West, yep. Grant, so Graham's somebody that, again, we've had on our radar for a while. Had a solid junior year, um, but was one of those guys that was a little bit on the bubble for us in terms of, uh, wanted to see him take a step physically and wanted to see if he could become more explosive and grow from that standpoint. And he knocked it out of the park. Uh, you know, he, he's all of six, two, he's about 185, 190 right now. So really well put together kid. And then you can see him normally with, with, with high school kids that size, uh, they struggle to, to, to pull away from people. Well, you can see his kick return touchdown on film. You see a lot of uh, deep corner routes that he catches and he has a great knack for rack for route running in terms of getting the defender off balance mm. kind of threatening blind spots uh, and setting up where he wants to go so uh, I, I love too. you know there's a play of him on safety where he about knocks out a kid on the sidelines you know? so he's uh he, yeah he's, he's more than willing from from that standpoint and again somebody that we couldn't be more excited about i think he's going to come up here and, and turn a lot of heads real quick mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I, I don't know. These guys, I just I really, really enjoyed all their tape. One guy uh, that you signed to whose junior year, you know, we, we have a lot of guys in this class who had huge yep. senior years. But Michael Paulson had a huge junior year for Roosevelt. I uh, was playing on that really, really good squad they had two years ago. Last year was, was still a very good team. Uh, big receiver, you know, 6'4", 185. I, I wrote in my tweet 
he reminds me of one of your favorite or former teammates uh, quite a bit, <laughs> Jason oh, Snyder. Yeah. I, I mean, that's big expectations for, for a kid because Schneider's one of the right. best that we've had in the Division One era. But just how he uses his body um, really, really reminded me of Jason no, in no that doubt. way. I, I think you know, one of the things about a lot of these guys is you see him playing multiple positions. Michael Paulson's more of a mm. true X receiver for us where – uh, he's going to a lot of times get the matchup against the team's bigger, better corner into the boundary there. And then it's going to be one-on-one, you know, not a lot of safety help, not a lot of opportunities. And just like you see on tape, he does a really good job uh, of winning those matchups, especially high pointing the football, using his body to box guys out, you know, things like that, that I thought Schneider uh, excelled, wa- excelled with and that Michael Paulson does very well in his own right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the two tight ends, uh, very different in type. Um, let's start with more of the H-back one, Reagan Bullweg, uh, from that, that super, super peer program. No question. Out there. So Reagan's somebody, again, uh, I feel like a, a broken record here. We've known about for a while. Uh, it goes back a few years to, to playing with Carson Hunter, who's, who's one of our quarterbacks and doing a great job in our program. Uh, and, and again, Carson gave a strong recommendation of him, said he loves him as a kid, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and Reagan's tape, you know, his junior tape was was even more impressive because they played more games. I think it was just a little bit more in the flow of things, really. Uh, I know they were a little bit more of a passing mm. offense his, his junior year than his senior year as well. Um, but again, you see a lot of one-handed catches. You see a lot of things that he does just naturally. You know, he, he's somebody uh, that's just a football player. And I think it's evidence in the fact that you know, they, they uh, lost to Brookings, Brookings High School pretty pretty badly in the regular season, but when they saw him in the state championship game, he really turned it on, had probably his best game of the year, and ended up walking out with another ring on his finger. Mm-hmm. And, and if you haven't seen it yet, you have to check out Reagan's tweet uh, from his signing day events. <laughs> they held it. They must have held it either at his house or a lodge or something, but there's a big old grizzly bear. There's a moose. Uh, I forget what else is there. There's, there's, for those of you that are out of states, there's a jackalope. Um, and so when you come to South Dakota, you have to start looking for jackalopes. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, but, but that is the most South Dakotan signing day photo. I, I, uh, so no question. I think we might need to start stealing that for some of our backdrops here. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, let's, uh, Let's go to Reese. Uh, Reese Burkhart, you know, a name that most Jackrabbit fans should be familiar with from Aberdeen Central. Um, you know, his head coach was Mitch Kranz. Um, you know, the the former and, and the late uh, Marty Kranz, his younger brother. Uh, no, I've known Mitch a long time, so I've talked to him just a little bit about Reese. And he has nothing but good things to say about him uh, and says if he's a tight end, he's going to be a great tight end. If he's a tackle, he's going to be a great tackle. So what do you know about Reese? What can you tell uh, me? I can tell, you know, you, you knocked it out of the park there with that introduction. It's going to be a tough act to follow. But Reese is somebody who really came to our camp last year and kind of dominated and uh, turned a lot of, of our coaching staff's heads right away where, hey, this guy's going to be pretty good. And normally when we get guys that big, uh, they can't move very well. You know, he, he's kind of the exception in that regard where he moves extremely well, uh, very physical, has has good ball skills at the point of, uh, you know, high-pointing footballs and some of that stuff. and. You know, what I thought was really cool was watching some of his basketball highlights. You can really see how good his feet are and how well he moves, uh, especially for being all of 6'7", mm. 6'8", about 245 right now. So uh, he's, he's, he still has the door <laughs> frame when he walks in the, in the building now. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Good, good. 
that uh, <laughs> this, you know, this fall, I, right away, the first week of the season, I did put together uh, a blog quick just to update how the players are doing on their games. It just got to be too much in my personal schedule to do that every week. Uh, but when, when, when I reached out to Mitch, Mitch is like, well, he's not going to have any stats this year because he's playing <laughs> offensive tackle for us because that's where we need him the most. And, but he's doing a heck of a job uh, there. I think, I think that's so. even more of a testament. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we recruit football players here. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important is playing the game of football and doing whatever it takes for the team to win. And I think Reese embodies that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move uh, to the 605 Hogs. Uh, you got three big ones, three good ones this year. Uh, tell us a little bit. Let's start with Derek Brown. De- Derek's another one, uh, late bloomer, you know, hasn't played a lot of football, but what he has played, he's been extremely dominant, uh, especially being from where he's at in Arizona. You see a lot of times he's going up against, you know, a three or four star defensive end and he looks better than they do uh, a lot of times. And, and he's really physical and he's got a little bit of a mean streak to him. You know, he's a great kid, a very nice soft spoken kid on the phone. Uh, but it turns into a little bit of an ass kicker when it's, when the pads come on. That's what we love from the, from the <laughs> offensive line there. So uh, he's, again, I think his future is extremely bright. And another guy that uh, where the senior film, I think, was extremely beneficial for him. And, uh, again, I think somebody who's going to come in here and has a chance to, to play a lot of football pretty early, especially with the, with the size and weight ratio where he's already at. Mm-hmm. He's – you know, super interesting to me, along with his teammate Kobe, a little bit down the yep. down the road. Um, I mean, I you look at their high school's tweets; they're sending kids all over the country. This Queen Creek, you know, Pac-12 schools, uh, Mountain West schools, uh, Big Twelve. I think he may have had a teammate go to the Big Twelve. Like, what a program! Whatever this is, so you know, again, like you just said, they're they're lining up and playing against some of the top talent in the country so that's pretty cool that myth that they're you know choosing sdsu but also when you turn on their tape they're excelling. very much so and i think really is a testament to coach rogers and the pipeline he's built to arizona in terms of uh bringing a lot of those guys to the state of south dakota here mm-hmm. let's go with ethan ethan's been ethan was committed for quite a while uh picked up that uh, preferred walk-on from iowa uh, you know about two weeks ago that made me sweat uh what about Ethan Eilers? Yeah, Ethan was one of our first commits. And really, when you saw his junior tape, you saw potential, potential, potential. And he backed that up. We're going to, we weren't, unfortunately, with, with everything COVID related, I'm not able to have camps this year. Uh, but he went to a bunch of Division II camps and absolutely balled out. You know, his numbers and athleticism are pretty ridiculous and kind of fits the model a little bit like Aaron Johnson coming in a little bit. You know, going to need to put some lead in his pants and, and, and uh, uh, eat some more mom's good home cooking. Uh, but going to come in with a lot of athleticism <laughs> and a great frame where he's going to build into what we think is going to be a really, really, really good football player for us. Awesome. Uh, the next guy, speaking of mom's home cooking, I'm not sure if you saw this, uh, this tweet, but uh, I think Mark, Mark Gronowski uh, tweeted something about when Ethan Headley uh, committed yep. or Headley and Mark's neighbor said uh you better get him like a doordash subscription or something like that because he's going to be your best <laughs> so that's like a perfect segue to, to start talking about ethan uh you know it's nice to get into harrisburg it's in my opinion uh harrisburg is one of the up-and-coming programs in the state so it's nice to finally land a kid uh from from uh 
you know, that, that school, uh, they had a really nice team this year, state runners up. Uh, and Ethan was a big part of it along the offensive line. What, what Very can you tell us so. about him? And Ethan, Ethan Headley and, uh, has done an unbelievable job transforming his body kind of the opposite direction. You know, last year he was a little bit, probably played a little bit too heavy, uh, but it's done a great job kind of cutting down. And you saw it this year in terms of being able to pull around, uh, get a hold of some of those DBs and, and just pancake them. You know, he's, I think the best word to describe him is finisher. He's nasty up front. He's going to try to bury guys and does a great job at the point of attack. He's uh, everything we look for, especially in terms of a run, uh, somebody who, who dominates more in the run game from an offensive line standpoint uh, and being able to pave a lot of those ways for the guys up front. Awesome. All right. There's the offense. No, that was, that was awesome, man. I could talk about this for so, two hours. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we still have to do uh, 15 defenders and one specialist. So uh, here we go. So we'll start with uh, – you know, the first guy who committed out of this class along the defensive line, the chain gang, uh, just the nasty group that Coach Smith has built there. And I think these four guys that you're adding, um, man, they really uh, epitomize what, what Coach Smith and Coach Erickson are trying to Same build question. there, I think. So, or have built, I guess. So, L- Levi Vandenboss, um, he, to me, seems just like a lunch pail hard hat. Um, I'm going to work you type of guy. Uh, is that true? I couldn't have said it any okay. better. Uh, you want to, one of my favorite things about Levi is the fact that he has very little social media presence and, and he's exactly that. He's going to, he's going to not worry about any of the flash or glamour. He's going to put his head down and go to work. And that's really what he did. You know, same thing. He was another guy who made a huge jump from his junior year to his senior year uh, was our first commit, you know, was somebody that, that kind of, uh, wanted to be at South Dakota State, one of the few guys who's actually able to make it to a junior day. And, again, I, I think watching his film, you see the explosiveness, you see the electricness, you see the physicality that he brings to the game from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, next, let's jump in with uh, Wyatt Bray from Britain, Wyatt South Bray Dakota. Wyatt Bray from for those of you who don't know, home of Dallas Goddard obviously had an unbelievable career here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know Never heard of him. Either, huh? so. uh, <laughs> no, Wyatt, his tape's fun to watch. He, it's a little bit reminiscent of Tucker Craft, where he's playing all over the field. They do some stuff with him split out at receiver. Uh, they do some stuff with him at running back. He plays some offensive line, but where he excels is truly on the defensive line. Uh, they can't block him. You know, they, they, they can't. Uh, he's, he's truly a wrecking ball. Uh, and his, his film, again, is fun to watch and, and see how disruptive he is as a, as a run stopper and a pass rusher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next, next guy up is uh, Noah Jessup, 6'5", 220 from Franklin, Wisconsin. Uh, Noah's opening play on his tape when he just tosses the offensive tackle back yep. into the quarterback's lap. Uh, he won't be able to do that at this level, <laughs> likely, but what a powerful young man. Powerful Holy and smokes. long. He's he's uh, yeah. I, I don't have an exact number on this. This would be a Coach Smith question. I should have got with him beforehand. I want to say his his arm span is somewhere in the six 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 seven range. Um, so some somebody who again is going to do a great job of kind of holding off those tackles and uh, creating some space for him to uh, him to get around the edge there. So uh, his film again, like you said, is pretty pretty dominant uh, as it should be for a defense alignment. And somebody, again, that I think his future is very bright and, and uh, somebody who, you know, he like you said, 
might not be able to overpower the guys at our level right now, but once he continues to develop in the weight room, I think he's got a decent shot to do so. Awesome. Good. Um, move inside the big D tackle you signed six, two or six, three, two eighty five somewhere in there. Aaron Wolfkale Holston. Uh, yesterday, coach Smith, uh, talked a little bit about, you know, he's a one yep. sport athlete. I mean, a lot of guys in this group play multiple sports. Aaron dedicates his off season to training. Uh, and it looks like he takes that very no seriously. <laughs> you cannot move this guy off the point. No uh, off the line of scrimmage. He, he's going to be smokes. a linebacker's best friend in terms of he's going to uh, beat his one-on-one blocks and then, and then swallow up these double teams to keep those guys free to make tackles. Uh, but somebody, again, who's very disruptive. What, uh, with Again, watching his game film, I walked into Coach Smith's office a few weeks ago, and he was just watching his game tape from, from the previous game. Uh, I want to say just about every play, he's driving the offensive lineman two or three yards back in the backfield. Uh, so again, somebody who's powerful, mm. somebody who's a disruptor, somebody who's going to come in here uh, and already physically is going to be, you know, look like one of the guys uh, with, with what, and again, a testament to what he's done in the off season to build his body the right way. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really enjoy his tape. So <laughs> um, the linebackers then, uh, you know, s- some really athletic guys. I think we can say that for all of the guys on the back end, uh, incredibly athletic. Uh, the one comment that I keep getting back when I post highlights of these guys is speed, the yep. unbelievable speed they possess. Uh, and so coach Rogers talked about this a little bit last night and uh, you know, the linebackers and safeties right now that they could go any direction. Right. A lot of these guys um, let's just start with linebackers and talk about Cade Reynolds right now from, from Daphne, yeah, so, Alabama. Uh, for, for all our Jackrabbit fans, and I, I got a few text messages about that as well. Daphne, Alabama, who recruits down there? Well, uh, the, the answer is <laughs> for us, really nobody. Uh, but one of the great things about it and, and uh, about social media now is you, you're able to find these kids from all across the country. And what stood out with Cade's first play is he literally de- decapitated the quarterback uh, right away. So, when, when you make plays like that first thing, it, it draws your attention. And then it's funny how, again, everything kind of comes full circle and uh, some unique ties with this class where his dad was actually Coach Rogers' defensive coordinator when he was in high school in Arizona. Uh, so something, uh, you know, that kind of you – know, you don't realize right away, but you remember, and then you find out more about him. And I think, again, it's is just another, another tie, another connection that we're able to build with Cade and, and with a lot of our student-athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his he just moves, man. He moves, and and uh, when he hits you, like, like he said uh, on his first play, nearly, yeah, right. It just whew. Uh, mentioned just a little bit earlier. Um, he's Derek Brown's high school teammate, Kobe Littleton, six three two ten from Queen Creek. Uh, this guy can run. Now, what, he can run, um, and he's got a great feel in coverage too, which for for a lot of high school kids is a little bit a little bit unnatural, really. Uh, they don't do a lot of that stuff, especially mm-hmm. from the linebacker position. So uh, you see, I want to say there's four or five interceptions on his highlight tape. He's flying all over the field. Uh, he's striking guys. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's, it's his tape, again, is like a lot of these guys, is really fun to watch. And again, his height weight profile is pretty similar to a lot of our linebackers who have come in and had pretty successful careers to us. And uh, gone on to become all Americans and some of that stuff. So I think again, Colby 
uh, like Cade, his future is very, very bright. Yep. And, and, you know, Kobe, uh, I think someone in the comments of one of my tweets, uh, you know, said, wow, this looks like Logan Backus and Derek Domino <laughs> dropping into the flats. Uh, you know, and those, those are huge expectations to the best backers to ever do it at state. Um, and so I, I don't want to put that on him, but man, yeah, he, like you said, he just has that feel for coverage. That's, so. that's pretty unique. So, uh, this, you know, this is one of my favorite guys coming up next, just from, uh, watching him play quarterback and the speed that he, that he has, <laughs> uh, Ryan Swoger. Um, I think it must've been a highlight from his junior year when he carries the ball over the left side and literally gets the end zone and the next guy is 10 yards from him. Um, unbelievable speed. What, what, what else do we need to know? Ryan, about Ryan? He's, he's big, he's athletic, he's fast, but he's a great leader as well. Um, for, you, you know, he plays a lot of quarterback on his film. No, he plays strictly quarterback on his film his senior year. Uh, and again, there's a little bit of a projection from that standpoint in terms of not having played a lot of defense. Is he going to start? Is he going to be a safety? Is he going to be a linebacker? Where is he going to start? Where is he going to finish? But the one thing that's certain is with his work ethic and who he is as a person, combined with his athleticism, he's going to be you know somebody who's going to make an, an immediate impact for our defense. And uh, again, talking a little bit from a quarterback perspective, he was somebody who we've had our eye on for a long time. Uh, I've spent a lot of time on the phone with them, as have Coach Coach Bergstrom and Coach Rogers, and somebody who I think really fits fits our culture here at South Coast State. Okay, are we going to get some uh, some Taysom Hill <laughs> buildings on the offense you know here? Or something? <laughs> I, I told him actually the, the day he committed, I said, uh, "Excuse me, Coach Rogers was saying that he's got to be careful uh, throwing the ball in front of me or something because we might have to bring him over." So. Uh, you, you know, Coach Zach, he likes to have fun. And he's on the <laughs> side, so we'll see what the future holds. Uh, there we go. Cool. All right, let's go. Let's go with uh, some of those hybrid guys um, next. Uh, Matt Durant from from Florida, uh, probably the most highly recruited guy in this class. His offer sheet is pretty darn long uh, from from that part of the country, as well as a lot of Missouri Valley schools. A couple Ivy leagues on his list. Um, you know, what, what do we know about Matt? I love his tape, but what do you similar, see? Um, and again, a common theme with a lot of these guys is long, fast, and athletic. Uh, he stands out to me really, I, I want to say, the, uh, one of the last plays on his highlight tape. Uh, he gets an interception. He's bobbing, and we even ducking through traffic, flying down the sideline. Then a quarterback comes to, to try to tackle him, and he knocks the dude's helmet off en route to a touchdown. Uh, so again, just, just a true playmaker. You know, he's, uh, obviously all these guys have, have fun highlights to watch. His is personally one of my favorite in terms of he's flying all over the place. And, and I don't want to say reckless or careless with his body, uh, but he's not, a, not, a, not afraid to lay somebody out. That's for sure. Good, good, good. Uh, next guy up is one of the guys that's still playing. Uh, maybe the only guy that's still playing, uh, from down there in Texas, uh, someone that committed also committed pretty early. Um, yep. Kobe, Kobe Herter. So, so Kobe was right? one of our first okay. commits. I believe he was actually our second commit, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, been committed for a long time. Actually, came up with his family, uh, like Durant's did on their own to to kind of walk around. We weren't allowed to communicate or have contact with them on campus here. Uh, but yeah, we're hoping he's still playing for another four or five weeks here en route to a state championship and, and en route to really capping your senior season off the right way. 
you know, he's, he's long and, and covers a lot of ground. Uh, he's kind of, you know, uh, what, what me as a quarterback hate in terms of a free safety with somebody who can cover uh, sideline to sideline and, and make me wrong, make the quarterback wrong from that point of view. And then really just, uh, again, a fun highlight to watch in terms of he flashes every single play, uh, which is exactly what we want. And I think he's going to mm-hmm. bring, uh, again, a lot of ranginess to our defense. Yeah, ranginess. Thank you. That's that's the word. The uh, the opening highlight on his tape. If you have not watched this, folks, you got to go see this. He starts out on on uh, the hash mark uh, as the safety closest to the camera. Uh, there's nothing coming in his direction. He turns and realizes there's a busted coverage on the other side, out back in the end zone. There's a player standing there waving his arms, uh, trying to get the quarterback to throw him. Kobe races across the field and intercepts the pass and then returns at 60 yards uh, the other direction. Just an unbelievable play. Um, if you watch it, just, <laughs> you know, it, it took a lot. The, the quarterback didn't put a good ball out there for his receiver, and, you know, his receiver was open for quite a while. But what no an question. athletic play by Kobe to get over there uh, anyways. So, yeah, uh, just a really neat play. Uh, next one is uh, Jaden Crockett. Another safety, uh, this one out of Arizona. Um, I'd, I'd also put behind safety here specialist because he is dynamic <laughs> in the return so. game as well. Uh, as a lot of these guys are, but you're right. His first clip is actually a punt return that he, he takes for a house call. Uh, Want to emphasize real quick, Chico is his nickname. So I'm going to refer to him as Chico in the, in the podcast here. But uh, again, somebody who's okay. just a playmaker. <laughs> you know, you mentioned kind of the specialist. Uh, you mentioned doing a few different things on film, but uh, whether he's lined up at receiver and, and throwing a double move and almost making the guy fall down or returning a kickoff or, uh, again, being a, being a safety back there and picking some, some footballs off and, and uh, coming up and laying guys out, he kind of does it all from that standpoint. And, again, somebody who, who I think is going to come in here and, and his future is very, very bright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next guy is uh, Sage Terrell, right? And he's uh, from Iowa Western Community College. Uh, Sage originally uh, was from Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, graduated last, last May. And if you look at the, the, the list of All-State players last year in Wisconsin, uh, every other member of that secondary All-State team is playing FCS or FBS football. And Sage is the only one that went JUCO route, and he ended up here. Um, you watch his tape and he's crazy. He's crazy on the tape. You know, you said you didn't want to use the term <laughs> reckless with, with Matt. Uh, Say, Sage is a, is a, is a smaller dude than Matt Durant's, but he uh, yeah, plays very, very much, much bigger so. than that. You know, Sage flies around. Uh, he's got the hair back there. It reminds me a little bit of Troy Palomalu from that standpoint. Uh, but you know, somebody who's been on himself <laughs> junior college and as a junior college guy myself, I'm, I'm obviously biased and I'm always going to pull for those guys. Uh, but had a great connection with, with uh, Rob Erickson, our, our corners coach at his previous school. And uh, Coach uh, Erickson is obviously here with us now. So uh, another great tie and another connection that we had to, to uh, a student athlete that was previously a little bit undiscovered. So uh, couldn't be more excited about him. And, and like you said, he really bet on himself, went there uh, and, and proved that he is on par with all those other All-State guys that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. The last safety of the group, uh, Tucker large, another one from Roosevelt. Uh, and again, everything I've heard about Tucker is 
just what a, a wonderful person, wonderful football player, wonderful teammate that he is. Um, no question. What are your thoughts I, I think, on him? Uh, you're spot on. And again, these Roosevelt kids can't really hide. We've got, we've got so many of them around here that we're going to find out the truth from one of them. So uh, when all of them are saying the same thing, that's, mm-hmm, that's great mm-hmm. things there. And again, is a testament to him as an individual. But his film is fun as well. He's a really savvy player. You know, you see him playing a lot of corner. Uh, a lot of off coverage, and then he does a great job of kind of reading the quarterback and knowing what's going to happen. There's one interception in particular where he falls off of a, of a comeback and ends up inter- intercepting a deep post uh, where he just kind of had that feel, that natural knack, uh, again, in coverage and did a great job from that standpoint. And somebody who I think is going to come in and, and work his tail off and, and, uh, and do a really good job for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the cornerback room, we'll, we'll head to the cornerback room here. Uh, I mean, you gave Coach Erickson, it's his first year, and uh, he has three uh, pretty nice new no toys question. coming in next fall that he gets to work with. Uh, start with Chris Rhodes uh, out of Independence, Missouri, Truman. Um, you know, I, the one thing that stands out about Chris is his, his length, right? Like I, I, I joked with him on Twitter, I think it was in his blue-gray photo, uh, his arms just look so long. I know he's down in his stance. Uh, and I said, how long are your arms? And yep. he said, six, seven and a half. <laughs> yep. He's, uh, what? he's spot on from that standpoint. Stands about six foot, uh, six, seven and a half wingspan, you know, a little bit reminiscent of an NBA point guard or something. Uh, but one of the recruits that we've actually known the longest, uh, I, I used to recruit the Kansas City area and was fortunate to mm. see him at a camp last summer and was somebody that it was, it became pretty apparent was going to be uh, not just the guy at our level, but the guy that we wanted. You know, he was fortunate to come up to a game day visit last year. Uh, and his film this year, again, he took a, a, a jump from when we saw him at camp last year in, in terms of he, he only allowed one catch on the entire season uh, while playing both sides of the ball, you know, the entire game, literally not coming off the field, doing it all for his team. Uh, and as somebody, his, his coach, again, can't speak highly enough about as an individual. Mm-hmm. I, I tweeted this yesterday about his commitment, and I think this is true for a ton of these guys on this list. In a normal year, I think Chris Rhodes ends up with a dozen offers. Like if he gets on that camp yep. circuit, if there's that Lindenwood mega camp down there where, you know, there's a hundred schools that go to it. I think, it, I think, yeah, a dozen offers easily on the year. And Very I'm so happy so. he's a jackrabbit. So don't get me wrong. Um, but I mean, I think you could say it for a lot of these guys on this list, but I just think Chris would have been one that blew up no, on no the summer question. camp circuit Again, with it, his it, measurables. With a lot of these guys, uh, we're fortunate to have enough pedigree and continue a testament to Coach Stig and continue to do a good job where once we offer a kid, uh, and because we don't throw out offers uh, left and right uh, around here, a lot of schools kind of back off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they, they they know what a good program mm-hmm. we have here and, and, and some of the good things that we have going and then, uh, that in terms of recruiting an offer from South Dakota state means something. I think that's again, a Testament where you don't need 27 offers. You just need the right offer. And with a lot of these guys, I think that's, that's the exact mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. exact situation that, that we found ourselves in. Got it. Got it. Uh, next up, Miles Taylor, uh, just a really great two-way player from out there down in Arizona. Yeah. I guess three ways. He played He played special teams too. Miles, so, yeah, yeah. What about Miles? Very dynamic. Uh, he plays more receiver than, than corner. He does play some DB and do, does do some stuff like that. 
but you can see how electric and how dynamic and how athletic he is uh, every time he's on the field, regardless of what position it is. And just a true playmaker, you know, whether it's intercepting a jump ball or coming down with a jump ball when he's playing receiver or returning a kickoff for a touchdown or a punt for a touchdown or whatever it is, he kind of does it all and is really an electric, dynamic player and can't wait to get him on the field here. Great. Uh, next guy, uh, huge senior year, really blew up. I think, you know, you look at him, uh, didn't have many offers this spring, you know, so his junior year was must have just been, you know, good. Uh, but a huge senior year. Uh, you see him in lots of different news clips, lots of different highlights. Uh, Aiden Dodderman, 6'2", 185 no, from so. Slinger, Wisconsin. So I would, I would what do we know about Aiden? A little bit to, to, to Grams when we were talking about the offensive side of the ball. We're very good junior years, but wanted to see a little bit more. And again, he took that jump forward and, and really skyrocketed forward uh, with his senior season. You know, you see him again playing a lot of receiver and playing DB, doing everything for his team, and became so much more explosive from his junior year to his senior that it really almost looks like two different players. Uh, and again, a testament to, to his work ethic uh, over the summer, over the offseason, and something that I, can, I think he's going to continue to build off of as he becomes a jackrabbit here. Great. All right. We all know at SDSU how important special teams are. We've been blessed to have some of the best in the country, in the Valley, uh, for a long time. We take it seriously. Uh, you know, next up then is Jack Green from Rapid City, from St. Thomas Moore. Uh, I, I just love this guy. You know, he's used to the elements. Uh, he stayed on the field. You know, he wasn't just a kicker. He's a football player. Oh, you're spot uh, on. So I really enjoy that. What about Jack? Field for his team and then kicks. So a lot of times you get uh, some of these kickers who are a little bit more high maintenance or not used to the weather, whatever it is, and – uh, that's not Jack at all. You know, he's, he's a tough, hard-nosed kid uh, and would literally score a touchdown and come kick the extra point, you know, that, that sort of stuff. So uh, he, he's someone really strong leg and very accurate, which for, for a kicker are the two, two things you really want. I, I, I believe it was a 54, 55-yarder this year was his, was his career long and somebody, again, who's going to be uh, able to, fill, to follow our tradition of, of Jack Rabbit All-American uh, specialists have the potential to, at the very least, and then leave his own legacy. Yeah, I, uh, you know, being out there in the elements and the crazy weather, you know, out out in the Black Hills, sometimes uh, I'm interested to see how he's going to handle that yep. north end zone, that north uh, goalpost, you know, uh, at at the at the Dyke House. So, uh, you know, that's always kind of like the the we'll, test, we'll right? That that goalpost there on that north end early next year. So, so I, I couldn't agree more. So he's got – he's actually worked uh, – Sounds good. Trent Hale. Uh, you know, he was an All-American long snapper for us oh, currently yep. uh, out there uh, in Black Hills State. And, you know, again, when, when Thayer says something, I believe it. So he, he uh, kind of pounded the table for Jack there for us. Hey, that's good. All right. All right. So we did ask for some, some uh, listener questions. Uh, so we'll dive into those a little bit. Uh, the first one that that folks are curious about was, um, yep, you know, we signed 30, fo- 30 guys here. Um, are we going to sign any more in that spring signing period? Is it uh, are we looking for anything specific, or are so we done? Are we moving on to the down. class of twenty two? Um, there, there's really one opening that we have left, and we could potentially take a, a difference maker if if one became available. And obviously, has to check all the boxes in terms of fits. 
uh, and being a true difference maker on the football field. Um, but in terms of, of the 21 class, you're looking at, uh, at, at the, at the least about 97% of it. So there might be one or two additions here, uh, come February, but for the most part, you know, this is what we got and we feel extremely happy and extremely blessed to be able to have, you know, 30 guys coming in. Sounds good. (laughs) So a lot of questions, a lot of questions on the geography of this class. Um, you know, specifically, we didn't have anyone in Nebraska, Illinois, or Minnesota. Josh Burai, kind of Minnesota this year. Uh, those are typical hotbeds, um, you know, but this year we added guys from Texas, Alabama, Ohio. Arizona was maybe a little more than usual. Can you just talk about that a little Very bit? Much uh, so. So you know, the, the geography Nebraska of this class. Recruiter, uh, that's something I, I take a little personally. Uh, in the same breath, we never want to reach for a recruit. We never want to uh, uh, you know, take somebody who we feel can't play at our level or isn't the right fit for our program or whatever the case may be. And, and for whatever reason in, in, uh, in Nebraska and Minnesota in particular this year, uh, there, there, the numbers were down a little bit. Now there was a little, there's still some of the top end talents and some of that stuff. And the other thing that, that is a testament to this is uh, a lot more of the Mac schools kind of came kicking around those areas where they hadn't in the past which really I think is more of a testament to us having done a good job in those areas and producing, uh, producing good athletes from those areas that they feel they need to explore them more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything about the expanded, expanded zones so with, with Texas, Alabama, and Ohio with, uh, this year? COVID having been a huge part of our lives the last few months, uh, we were able to kind of change everything and, 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 Nobody was allowed to come to campus, no uh, in-person recruiting at all. So it didn't matter if you were from Texas, if you're from Alaska, if you're from Brookings, it, it was all the same in terms of our interaction with you. Uh, so as a result, it became a lot more about uh, a lot more personable, uh, a lot more about finding out the why with a person, with, with all our student athletes and being able to expand our footprint a little bit more from that standpoint. The other thing that, that we found out uh, as we, as we started recruiting and contacting a few more guys from a little bit more unconventional areas for us is they know about SDSU football. They know who the Jackrabbits are. And I think again, is a testament to what coach Stig's been able to build up here and uh, been fortunate to win a lot of games the last few years. Okay, good. Um, Next question was about South Dakota. You know, we signed uh, 10 guys, I think from South Dakota this year. And is that just an exceptionally strong class? Is this kids growing up now wanting to be Jackrabbits? You know, we've been Division One now for, for most of these kids' lives. They've probably been coming to Brookings for games. Um, or, or is this just very, a special high school class there, this Josh. year for South uh, Dakota? I'm sorry. Very quick, good question there, Matt. I was looking at my screen and a Josh popped up texting me. So I apologize <laughs> for that one. Um, kind of no, no worries. No worries. About Nebraska, where in terms of it was a little bit down for them. It was very good for the state of South Dakota this year uh, with, with kind of who we had coming in and, and, and the overall talent in the state. And then, uh, again, like every year, and this is always going to be as long as Coach Stig is at South Dakota State, which will be until he decides to retire, uh, we need to prove that this is a, a blue state where the bl- best players in South Dakota want to play at state. Uh, so we were fortunate, again, to sign 10 guys, including Barai, who is a little bit of a swing guy with Minnesota and South Dakota ties. 
which is actually as many as the University of South Dakota has on their <laughs> roster. So if that doesn't emphasize this blue, being a blue state, I don't know what does. <laughs> there we go. Uh, kind of a fun question here. Oh, man. Uh, best food in Brookings. That's a good question. Depends, depends, best uh, food in Brookings. Uh, I guess I'd say how long you have to eat. My personal favorite is Nick's hamburgers, but they're they're more of a slider based <laughs> burger. So you know, I'll usually order about three of them, eat three of them, then have to order three more uh, to go from that standpoint. So that that has to be my number one kind of a, a classic uh, uh, hallmark here in Brookings. If not there, what's that? Doesn't Egan Lickus doesn't Egan doesn't Egan Lickus <laughs> own the record he, for he most burgers record. like in the setting? For, I want to say it was about like, a year. Uh, and then it got broken. So I, I'm not sure who the current record holder is, but I want to say it was uh, like 27 sliders in an hour, something along those lines, which, uh, again, that's, okay. uh, that's a few more than I would eat in that, in that time frame. So uh, otherwise, I'm always a fan of a yeah, yeah. favorite of mine. I love, love some uh, so, deep dish pizza. Some, uh, is, is George's Pizza over there on Maine as well. Mm, okay, yeah. I, I'm more of a Pizza King guy myself, uh, so I like that thin that thin crust. So, yeah, <laughs> I miss that. I need to get back to Brookings to get some of that. Uh. <laughs> All right, last question we got in: um, When you recruit, how much do you stress the academic slash major, and what are the That's selling really points we have at SDSU? Um, so, how I sell this to recruits is the first thing I'll I'll kind of ask them asking about. You know, their family, tell me a little bit about your academic situation, what you think you want to major in. And then, you know, most more often than not, it's, it aligns pretty similar with what we have. Uh, engineering in the last few years being a big push for us. Uh, but we've been in the Missouri Valley every year since 2008, Matt. And every year except for one, we've won the award for highest team GPA. So that's something that we value and, and stress uh, across our program. And it's something where our guys do not only a great job of buying in, but the recruits we bring in have to fit that model as well. Uh, last spring was one of the toughest springs, obviously when COVID started and going online for some classes, uh, a lot of kids saw their GPAs drop pretty dramatically. Well, we ended that, that spring semester with a 3.25 GPA. Uh, and again, I think that that's a testament to, to our guys and the great wow. job they've done up here. So the academics is a huge point, point and something we stress. Uh, Coach Stig is, is big on, you can come to South Dakota state and, 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 major in whatever you want. So we've had, again, anywhere from, from pre-med, uh, engineering, aviation, to business economics like myself and everywhere in between where it truly is pursue your dream. And this is not a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision. So it's something that we want to make sure our student athletes know and understand. And mm. uh, they're going to be better men once they leave South Dakota State, especially having that degree in hand. So Oh, I, so, yeah. I uh, you know, my background is in higher ed, right? And I started started as an academic advisor and stuff. So I really like that line of, uh, and I know it's not a line, but uh, what you just said there, it's exactly. not a four-year so decision, I, I it's a 40-year decision. You know, Very cool. I like that. Kids making these decisions. Uh, that's something we want them to understand. And even if it's not South Dakota State, that they need to be choosing schools for the right reasons and that being at the top of the list. Uh, what's been extremely beneficial for us, especially the last mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. five or six years, is obviously building the indoor facility in the new Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium uh, and, and being blessed with the best facilities in FCS football. So that's that's been a huge selling point, and really it sells itself as soon as we walk through 
or show those facilities. Uh, but truly, Matt, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, what I think the best part about South Dakota State is, is the people we have here uh, who really, really, truly care about you and want you to succeed in all aspects of your life. And I think that, again, comes from Coach Stig and is a testament to, to the program he's been able to build here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think – and that's one of the things that, that I think uh, with, with recruiting being so weird in times of COVID – uh, is one of the that I've talked about with my splitting hairs group is one of the differentiating factors of South Dakota state is just the feel and that you get when you walk on campus, when you walk downtown, when you talk to the people, um, no doubt. like everyone just cares. Like, you know, when you listen to the, the senior interviews during the Stig show with Tyler Merriam, uh, nearly every single senior <laughs> talks about that, just the connection they feel with the community. And I think that's pretty darn cool. So, all right, Zach, thank you so much for this last hour. Uh, appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk soon as we ramp up for spring, uh, for the spring season uh, and kind of uh, get some position breakdowns in the future here. So thank you so much for your time. Great awesome. job on this Thanks recruiting class. Too, uh, really appreciate you. Shoot, I can't wait to see what these guys can do on the field. You bet. Yes.